Happy Tuesday. Welcome to our weekly St. Andrew's Community Church's podcast where the four of us, me, DA, Bonnie, and Jeff, sit around, have some fun. Uh, sometimes we get serious and talk about important things, but um, we uh, once again are here Tuesday. DA's stomach Happy is Tuesday. growling because he's hungry. I'm already hungry, and, and I didn't fast. I did have Lucky Charms for breakfast. We have all kinds of great things to discuss today. I am Josh, pastor of discipleship. I'm Bonnie, pastor of pastoring. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm DA, the pastor, pastor of disaster. Pastor Ooh, of disaster. That, that was my wrestling ring name when I was a professional wrestler. Pastor I love of it. Disaster, that's yeah. nice. I love it. And of course, the man behind the curtain there, the wizard himself, Jeff. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing good. Doing real good. Jeff's the man that makes it all happen. We also <laughs> are joined today by my friend here, Mr. T. Mm-hmm. And pity the fool. I pity the fool, and that's mm-hmm. how I came about choosing Mr. T. So I want yes. to give you guys a peek behind the curtain just a little bit. We'll have a little bit of fun. Last Tuesday at staff, DA was uh, enjoying the sun in Florida and fishing and living it up, and we were back here slaving away, suffering through the cold. We had our staff the bitter meeting. wind. We had our oh gosh. <laughs> We had our staff meeting Tuesday, and, and we were discussing this new sermon series for Lent that we started just two days ago. We called it "Woe Is You?" Question mark. That's what we landed on. We had all. I mean, we had a. I wouldn't say it was a heated discussion, but Bonnie was really concerned about. We were just going to call it the Seven Woes, and so we had a conversation. Is that guest friendly? You know what, and all those things. So share share what some of your concerns were. Um. Ugh. It, it mostly that it sounds really depressing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, that's, that's what Lynn is about. I mean, you start off on Ash Wednesday. Y'all have seen the meme. What are you doing, Wednesday? I'm rubbing dirt on people's face and telling them they're going to die. <laughs> right. So we had this discussion about how do we how do we encompass what we're trying to communicate through this series without with the title, sounding like without it being Eeyore. like what in like, the world. And so we t- we had oh, like. Um, you know, the seven woes. We had, uh, what was yours? Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. The seven I woes still think of that Jesus. Would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Paige was the one that had the idea of woe to you, question mark, mm-hmm. um, that I really liked. I felt like, especially in how I kind of set it up this week about clearly Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, mm-hmm. but in what ways might he be speaking to us? Right. So, woe to you, question mark. I think, D.A., you had some ideas as we were texting. I had like, you know, woe is me. Woe be gone, I think, was woe one be, that you woe said. Woe be gone, that's what we want. We want our woe to be Get gone. Get them to be gone. Get and, so, gone and all I could think of was an old Billy Joel song. Woe for the longest time. So You uh, should know better. Oh, he's going to I mean, continue that's in the chorus. <laughs> Now, I think if you go more than 20 seconds, we have to pay royalties or something (laughs) for that, right? Um, But then just earlier in our staff meeting this week, we were talking a little bit more about things, and and, uh, the question came up, what is the the, uh, bobblehead going to be for this week, for this series? And I was, oh. And and then uh, I think Bonnie made this statement about how she loved the definition or the idea of the word woe being 
an expression of pity for mm-hmm. the imminent punishment of the Pharisees. It was yeah. this expression of pity. And I just blurted out, I pity the fool. Yeah. And then it was so like, oh my gosh, Mr. Mr. T, T has to join us. So I think he's just going to sit right here for the next several he weeks. Can, he can do that. He is he going to that. join us for our series, Woe to You, and our podcast yeah. leading up to Easter. So you're going to become very familiar with Mr. T because uh, I think... I, I now that I say that I'm like, why didn't we call it "I pity the fool"? Um, <laughs> that really would have got people going. What? Oh, mm-hmm. people would have pointed out Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, "If you call someone a fool, right?" You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, it would have so been about fool. Probably. We did. We started a new series. I opened it up this week. Woe to you! Looking at the seven woes of Jesus that he um, had for the Pharisees, the hypocritical religious leaders, and he calls them out. And and there was a lot of setting the context this week. Neither one of you were in the the sanctuary. I didn't see anyone falling asleep in the sanctuary as I was preaching and setting the context. We backed all the way up to chapter 21. Jesus rides in on the donkey, Mm -hmm. Palm Sunday, Hosanna, flipping over tables in the temple, sending them out, the, the, the money exchangers send him out. This is a house of prayer, cursing the fig tree. And then this back and forth exchange between the hypocritical Pharisees and Sadducees and religious leaders and Jesus. I didn't see anyone falling asleep when you guys were watching it back in preparation for today. Did either one of you fall asleep as I was setting the context? No, I really appreciated though that you were like, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. Because yeah. like I kept thinking, man, if like you had not read the book of Matthew, like that's a really good. <laughs> no, I I actually, of course, yesterday yeah. morning we were talking in the hallway, and somebody told you, you said best sermon you've ever preached. Uh, you told me it was longer. So when I'm listening to it, I'm listening it to prepare for today. Uh, but yeah, I appreciated the backstory, the the whole idea of the fig tree that Jesus curses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's what I locked in on. I think that will be a critical teaching. So I, I did not get bored. I did not get <laughs> sleepy. Uh, I, th- I thought it was excellent. Well, good, good. And and I, I kind of approached a little bit different because of the, the context part of it. I was trying to set up the entire series, but I also just feel like the context is so important in this because, I, you know, we've, many of us who've gone to church, who have read the Bible, we've heard a lot of these stories. We've heard about the parable of the, the, two, the two brothers, sons, yeah. the yeah. two sons, the parable of the wedding sons. banquet. Um, you know, we've we've heard the story of Jesus flipping over tables. We've mm-hmm. read the story right. of Jesus cursing the fig tree. Well, but we've all we've seen them like individually as different things that happened and, and and sitting there looking at it, I began to realize this all happened in the matter of a couple of days. Yeah, and and this wasn't the end of it because you go on to Matthew right. twenty five. He will separate the sheep from the goat. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a this is not the Jesus that we typically That's teach true. and preach about. Right. We we don't try to scare children into the kingdom and say whoa. We yeah. we don't right. do that. Right. But and this is what I loved about what you did. We have to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus is not talking. To the crowd. Right. You know, so much of his teaching and everything was to the crowd. Here's what you need to know. He's talking to people that should know and should know better yeah. Yeah. than they do. And and it is a warning. You know, I, I yeah. like the idea of, I, I, I pity you if this is where you stay. Yeah. This yeah. is not where you need to be. But I'm going to go ahead and call you out. I think you had a line in the sermon. It was something like, 
Jesus is saying, bang, I'm drawing the line between yeah. you and me. And you said that after you said, but this is not just for them. This is for us. And so Jesus is drawing a line in the sign for us. We need to yeah. pay attention. And, and I, as I was reading and sitting in this text over the last few weeks, it became glaringly obvious the contrast between Jesus and the religious leaders, mm -hmm. the things that he's calling them out for about being showy and getting the glory. And then there's Jesus bowing at the feet of the disciples, washing their feet or um, Jesus saying, if you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And yeah. if you fast, do it in a way that is private. If you pray, do it in a way that is private, not like the hypocrites. And so there was this contrast. And as I also, as I was sitting there, really the, the, the temptation for me, and maybe this is an assumption I'm making of everyone, is to say, man, I'm glad I'm not as horrible as the religious leaders because yeah. Jesus is getting them. Get them, Jesus. I agree with what you're saying. It's more difficult to ask, what are these things might be true in my own life? So one of the things that, I mean, bringing that up, the thing that I keep thinking back on is like, well, you know, Paul, Paul was a Pharisee. And even after he became a Christian, he still claimed to be a Pharisee. Like the um, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Um, Joseph of Arimathea probably was a Pharisee. So like I look at all of like the, yes, Pharisees get the bad rap, right? They, they get the bad they rap. They could not rap. They could not they rap. They could chant. Hey, we should probably talk about what a Pharisee is. I think that that is our Christianese word of the week. Do have a buzzer or a bell or something? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. So the word... Mr. T agrees. Yeah, very good. For the... Maybe some of you have have not grown up in the church. And so we toss around these phrases sometimes that we just assume people may know um, in the church. But maybe you haven't grown up in the church and you don't know what what's a Pharisee. What does that even mean? Um, it's It starts with a P-H, not an F. <laughs> um, and it's not just about fairness, um, but it's, uh, yeah, what do you guys think a Pharisee is? The, the first thing I would say is the Pharisees were religious leaders. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things. So yeah. that's why Jesus is talking harsh, because they're supposed to be spiritual leaders yeah. um, among the Jews. The other thing about the Pharisees, one of the things I remember being taught in seminary is they were so strict about the law because they had this belief. They were hungry for Messiah yeah, to come, yeah. but they had this belief. If everybody would just keep the law for one day, if nobody mm -hmm. will sin for just one day, Messiah will come. Yeah. So it really is a works righteousness kind of theology they have. You know, that's well, some of what I think. Yeah, of. And they were a an influential religious sect within Judaism. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I find found interesting, because as we were discussing this, um, you know, I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor. I've, you know, but there's so much about Pharisees that I had to be reminded of and go back and that I can't just keep in my head. Yeah. One of the things that I found really interesting was obviously they had a high view of scripture. Yes. Very yeah. much. Yeah, so. The authority of God. But the thing that I find interesting, especially in relation to maybe some of the things we've gone through recently in our um, disaffiliation was they elevated oral tradition mm -hmm. to, on par with scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so much so that they would add to scripture based on the oral tradition that they believed went back to Moses. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in thinking about, um, you know, so often, uh, you know, we talked about within Methodism, the, the um, quadrilateral and mm -hmm. scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. And a lot of times we try to elevate those other three on to, par to equality. with scripture yeah. and that's not it at all scripture no, is primary and and they kind of got off the track when they began to make oral tradition 
on par and uh, no, scripture no longer being primary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found that interesting as I was reading that, um, uh, you know, as we were preparing for today. What are some other things about Pharisees that we can share? Um, okay, so like you said, Jesus called them experts in the law. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Pharisees would have been a like a political, like you said, sect, like a, a political group, basically. Um, and then, a and caucus. The, <laughs> in the day. Um, it would have been, they would have been really popular um, and um, they were made up of the laity and so um, when you talk about the Pharisees the other thing that comes up is the Sadducees and so the Sadducees would have been like the the priestly um um, judicial court judicial court they were the wealthy ones in in the in the um yeah, the elites if you will right um and so the Sadducees believed that only the written word um, was what was considered the law, so the written Torah, versus the Pharisees took into account things like the oral tradition and that sort of thing, and the, the writings and then the, the prophetic sayings and that sort of thing. Um, but they were a sect during this time. Um, and so, you know, Pharisees, they do get a really bad reputation, and Jesus does say... Deservedly <laughs> so. He says some really awful things about them, but when you think about it, and and I'm, I'm like, okay, let's look and see what what is even the good here. The good here when you look at this, the Pharisees, is that they really, really had an appreciation for for the law. Um, they respected the law. They um, they wanted to follow the letter of the law and and achieve like you were talking about this this extreme holiness, especially like purity within like you know washing your hands before meals, washing your hands before and your body before um, going to the temple. Right. Um, all sorts of other you know meal associated things. Um, but they they it's like they had a good intention. They really did. Their intentions were probably really good. Maybe, I think. maybe initially, but initially, I think as you that's what read I think, the yeah. seven woes, and as yeah. we sat in the scripture that we sat in this week, mm-hmm. their intentions were not. I good. know, but there's part of me that's like, okay, but Paul and Nicodemus and Joseph and Aaron, of Aaron like these people were still decent people. Paul I, like wasn't. Well, <laughs> I mean, he was until a Pharisee. Of he Pharisees. was right. Yeah, um, but yeah, and so like yes. But they, but just like us, I think, you know, they were, they were misguided and their intentions may have been right, but they got totally led astray. And that's why I see Jesus saying, pity, pity, like I pity you. Like you're trying so hard, but you're not getting it. Like, and part, like to me, that's like, oh, Jesus, that's amazing. Like, yes. And, and yeah, that's. Okay. So I want to jump on this. Yes. I don't. De- I'm too old to debate. You know, I'm trying to get the idea of debate. Somebody, I got into debate with someone. They said, "Love the debate," and I said, "I don't debate. Yeah. I'm into spirited dialogue." Okay. And I love, so, I love with, with Pharisees, I want to s- throw this out because it not only is our word of the day, but I think it fits the paradigm yeah. of what we're looking at in scripture. The Pharisees had become corrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very. Yeah. They Absolutely. were they were institutionalist, if yeah. I may say. Yeah. And their corruption was they kept trying to advance themselves. Now, in the midst of that, you had the Nicodemus. You had the Joseph of Arimathea yeah. saying, eh, guys, we're not so sure yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Maybe there needs to be a little reformation, if you I think yeah. any institution, when people are getting power, they can become corrupt. And, and, yes, and this, this is my baggage, so y'all just you know, smile and nod and be nice for a second. But... When in our former tribe, we would go to the ordination service 
which to me is a high holy moment. Mm -hmm. I think it is an impressive service if people never saw it. When you see all the pastors walking in, you've got your vestments on. You're wearing your robe. You're wearing your stole. It, It is an honor to be a part of that. But the thing I began to notice over my years in that tradition was just the arrogance that some people had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be said, okay, the service starts at, you know, seven o'clock. Now at six thirty, there's going to be a concert, uh, and so everybody already needs to be dressed for that line. And I'm like, people paraded around. Look at me. I'm part of the ordination service. And it reminds me of what you preached on Sunday, that the Pharisees love to come in with their phylacteries and their long tassels as if to say, look at me. The longer my tassel, the more important I am. I've got my robe on. You don't have a robe on. You're obviously not. That just used to drive me nuts. In fact, there was one year right before the ordination service started because I was on the board of ministry and we all paraded in. And, again, I like that part. I thought it was a showing of this is a wholly impressive thing. Y'all didn't get that in your ordinations. You did a little bit I last did. year. I did, yeah. But I didn't sense any of that yeah, the, last year. Just yeah. people saying, look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember going about 10 minutes before we were going to process in and getting in line, and somebody's like, where have you been? I've been sitting out there being comfortable. I didn't feel the need to <laughs> roast in a robe right. and parade around. Yeah. I have just been comfortable. I knew I could get in line in plenty of time, you know, yeah. but it, it had made them mad. And, and maybe my attitude wasn't exactly where it needed to be. I just didn't see the need to stand around. And I didn't want to be a part of a group of people that were saying, look at me. Right. Yeah. 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 There, yeah. There's that fine line of uh, being set apart. Yeah. Um, which is what Pharisee means. It's from a term that would mean set apart or separate. Which separated. is the same thing that ordination means. But, yeah. but Jesus is, is telling them you've forgotten why yeah. you're set apart. Yeah. yeah. Just and, like Israel had forgotten why they were chosen. Right. right? Blessed to be a blessing. Yeah. Not Didn't choose you just, because you were the greatest, but right. because you were the least. Okay, so I'm looking at the clock, and we haven't even got to the woe. Yeah, so the worst woe. We're looking at seven woes over the next few weeks. The first woe is woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door to the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those who are trying, who enter, who are trying. And so the thing that I set up uh, this Sunday was that I, I saw three kind of three ways that we. As we ask the hard questions of ourselves, that we might be shutting the door to the kingdom of heaven in someone's face. We, and as in, like, in a church, as in anybody, uh-huh. as, yeah. in church. Me, yeah. as in me, yeah. as in you, Christians. as yeah. in Jeff, okay. Okay. as in okay. anyone, okay. Um, any any follower of Christ. Okay, um, and uh, it words. Okay, I, I want to deal with that because we actually dealt with some of this a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. in our hospitality training. Yeah, yeah, we did. And you know. I wonder, what are some words that we would use that might get people saying, no, no, I not not there, not don't want any part of that. You know, one of them we talked about in the training is when somebody shows up that we haven't seen in a while, you don't say, where have you been? Even yeah. though it may be an honest question, yeah. for them to come back, there's a level of emotional sensitivity to how am I going to be received because I know I've been gone right you know and and so what we want to do is we want to say hey it is great to see you yeah 
right. instead of, man, it's been a real long time since I've seen you here. Yeah. Or like, roof gonna cave in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and that's a that's kind of an unintentional way, right? Um, I really, uh, I probably focused mostly on intentionally ways. Mm-hmm. Not that we're intentionally shutting the door, but we're intentionally being hurtful with our words that we're yeah. choosing. Yeah, even which, outside of the as church. a result, yeah. could very well shut yeah. the door. It's about time you came back. Yeah. Right, you know? right, yeah. right, right, right. So words. Actions and attitudes okay, were the so, three things that so, I lined up. So, so I want to that everyone that saw or was there Sunday, they've heard a lot from me. I would love to hear your all's thoughts on those three um, that I kind of landed on and and what what your feedback was. Well, when you said words, you know, you said there's three things that we do to slam the door in people's face, and you said words. I said the next one's going to be deeds or actions or something like that. But you had already, I'd already seen the outline we were thinking of today where you asked the question what are we missing and immediately i thought if he does not say attitude (laughs) i've got it i've got the one he left out because the pharisees would say we do the right things we say the right things but they're it was all from the wrong heart right um and so that that was part of what i was thinking is uh yeah these these things it's hard to sometimes I appreciate the distinction between intentional and unintentional. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. I I agree. Our words, our deeds, our attitude makes a big difference. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think, you know, one of the reasons that we started talking about this whole word of the day thing is that um, – some what we what we do sometimes in the church without even realizing it is that we we say these terms that we just assume everybody else knows Mm -hmm. um and so if you haven't grown up in the church and the reason this is important to me because i didn't grow up up, i didn't and so like when i became a christian it was like having to learn a whole new vocabulary Um, and so I, like, I had all these questions, like, what does this mean? And what does that mean? I had been made fun of because I didn't know Genesis was the first book of the Bible. (laughs) Um, and so like those things are, are, I'm sensitive to that. So things like, you know, we need to be recognized we need to recognize that maybe people don't know the terms that we use all the time and, and in the church, um, we need to be careful about how we say our, our words, like the angry words that come out. Like, are we, are we saying we believe things? Um, and we believe that, you know, we should, we should have the fruits of the spirit and then not showing them in our daily lives. Um, and so I think that's, you know, words specifically, like, um, how do you respond to the person, um, who will not give you the discount on the thing that you want to discount on? Or how do you respond to the waiter or waitress, um, who is just bumbling everything and has spilled your, your drink five times, like. Um, and you're just annoyed and you're thirsty and you're hungry and the food's not ready yet. Like, how right. do you, wh- how are your words in those moments showing that you really are a follower of Christ? Like when you're put in those like fiery situations, what, where, what words are you using? So yeah. I, think that's, I think that's so important. So important. Have do you guys think of any other ways that we might could shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in someone's face. I've th- I actually thought of one more mm-hmm. that I wish I'd thought of before, but it would have only made my sermon longer, so it fits better for this. I, but. I actually took it as a challenge to try to come up with something. So you got like the top ten list that I know. And, and by the way, I have to keep putting these on because yeah, I, I do this in fourteen point font, and this one's smaller uh-huh, uh-huh. than what I'm used to. Just in case everybody was wondering that. Okay, so what else needs to be brought into the conversation that 
we would do in the church that would slam the door of the kingdom of heaven in somebody's face. Mm-hmm. And the thing I wrote, and this may go under words, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, is false or bad teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, the Pharisees thought they had it all right. Yeah. And what Jesus, I think, in essence, is telling them also is, well, go back to the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. You have heard that it was said, right? Mm-hmm. But I say to you, and in the world we live in today, there are plenty of people that, and we don't need to name names. Plenty of people would say, "No, that's that's not the gospel Jesus preached." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Jesus talked to them. Woe to you because you're leading sheep astray. You're leading innocents to slaughter. Right. And in the the midst of that, and and this is painful because I actually know. People who are Christian, claim to be Christians, they are pastors, but they don't point people to the one true God. They will Mm. point to other gods. Now, again, that may be words or deeds, but it's like, let's let's go ahead and name this one, that there are leaders, you, you cannot believe what they say. And that's part of what Jesus said, I think, about the Pharisees. Yeah. You know, they are... They don't uh, practice what they preach. Yeah, they're they're sheep in, uh, or they're wolves in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that that was what came to mind. What what came to mind for you? Well, Bonnie, did you have anything as you were thinking about ways that we shut the door that came to mind that I that I missed or? No, no, I don't think so. I just I'm 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 listening to what you said and and agreeing like that is and and I think you know not just of the pastors and stuff, but also of of those people who um, are are confident or arrogant of their knowledge of scripture, um, and they present things that maybe aren't even in in scripture. Um, like yeah, um, I was gonna say, I I agree with you, but I'm wondering if you can uh, I'm just name like, an example um, of that. Well, when I I think of it, when it, especially when it comes to death, like oh, God just needed another angel in heaven, like that just it, yeah. it like seriously, God, God has a reason um, for everything. Yeah, um, like that that's not in scripture, and no. it's not even helpful in most instances. God's not gonna give you more than you can handle. Yeah, yeah some yeah. people. In, in the midst of a funeral and mm-hmm. in grief, try to say things they mean to be helpful. Yeah. And I did a funeral, did it at Asbury. Uh, right after I'd come here, a young couple from Will Rogers had gone to Asbury, and they had a baby that died. This was their second child that died at a very young age. And they asked me to— And how hurtful would it be in that instance to, as you're trying to comfort them, to say— well, God has a reason for everything. Well, what's the reason for the, God taking my baby? I yeah. mean, that, that, I'm punching the face if you say it. The, the, the great thing was they, they were a couple of yeah. incredible uh-huh. faith. Yeah. And she had been writing stuff in a journal during the trying to, you know, their baby's in the hospital trying to do all this. And, and it just, it marked my life when she wrote, uh, people say words, they try to comfort me. And one of those things is that God will not give me more than I can handle. She goes, that is not true. Yeah. God does give you more than you can handle, so He can handle it for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, that that is great faith, absolutely. Well, here's the thing that I thought of that um, I think is a fourth way, or maybe a fifth way. If we're Mm -hmm. we're also talking about teaching or theology, expectations. Oh, I like that. Placing expectations on people. This Mm -hmm. is probably something I struggle with: is having an expectation of other people that maybe higher than it should be and then being let down and being upset or being, you know, whatever. Um, and, and specifically, I think with our expectations, I think a lot of times the way it plays out is it's things that we attach 
to salvation mm-hmm. rather than it being Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus plus you also need to not smoke anymore. You also need to. And, and we place these yeah. expectations on people. Um, Which is exactly of, what the Pharisees were doing. Of how they need to talk. Adding to the law. How they need to act. How, what they need to wear what when they come into church. They need to have. You know, yeah. Who yeah. they should vote for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. When you, I think you said that in yeah, the sermon. Did. As yeah. part of as part of the uh, attitude. When, when you I said that, I'm like, less, woo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Hard you. Hard hitting. <laughs> so expectations, I think, is, a, is another way that I thought of. We place expectations on people that are too heavy. Which, which becomes the, a burden, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, where are we going with this series? And I, and I just did a quick list. We've only got a, a, a few more seconds or minutes. Uh, the rest of the woes deal with misleading people to eternal destruction, coveting worldly things, refusing to show compassion, being full of greed and self-indulgence, being inwardly corrupt, and afflicting the righteous. So there's a lot of heavy topics here. Yeah. Which uh, Where are you taking us, D.A.? So one of the things I would say is because there's seven woes and there's only six Sundays mm-hmm. of uh, Lent, at, at one point we will have a combination of these. This Sunday, just the tease, I want you to get in your Bible and read the verse for this Sunday. You did 23.13. I want you to get in your Bible for 23.14. And you might discover something you did not expect, and I will address that Sunday. So shameless plug, little tease there. Um, but again, this it, it's something that we need to hear. And the idea of Lent, this whole season we're in, is for self-reflection, you know, being honest, holding the mirror in front of our faces and saying, who am I? And that's what these woes are doing. We had the conversation earlier. I like having mirrors in my house, but, boy, I don't always like looking in the mirror. it's not fun. You know? Yeah. um, And that's what this is. But the purpose is never to make people feel judged or less spiritual. The purpose is... To call us into a place yeah. of, you know, how do we repent of our sins and live and, and press forward on this journey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, great conversation. If you have questions, if you have thoughts, drop us a line, shoot us an email, tap us on the shoulder at church, come visit us. Um, we would love to have more conversations, love to hear more feedback and ways that we can make this more interactive and, and uh, meet you all where you are. So worship this Sunday, 9 o'clock. 10.30, Sunday school, both hours. For 9 o'clock, it's children and youth. 10.30, we do have adult uh, Sunday school that meets. Um, and then tomorrow night, midweek. Yeah, if you're watching live, Wednesday night, Yeah, midweek. Wednesday night, 5.30 dinner, 6.30. barbecue chicken tomorrow night? It is, on the yes. Yep, yep. Discipleship for everyone. We've got children's ministry, youth ministry. Adult discipleship, we're doing our Lenten study, and we're going to be looking at Jesus turning to the criminal on his right or left, I don't know. Um, and saying, today you will be with me in paradise. And we're actually going to talk a lot about salvation and this understanding of the things that we try to attach to salvation mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. it being Jesus plus nothing. So kind of connects with the, the conversation that we've had here. So yeah. have a great week and uh, hope to see you online or in person at one of these upcoming things. Love you guys.